Hi, Danelle. Hey, Richard. We're back hosting You, Me, and CBD. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. Season 1, Episode 9, the one where we talk about your pets and how CBD can help with noisy fireworks and long road trips in the car. The furry friends. Our babies. Uh, you know, Danelle. Fur babies. We, uh, both of us have dogs, right? That's true. Yeah. My dog's name is uh, Huckleberry. We just call him Huck. Yeah, mine's Ace. He's right underneath me right now. And and your dog, what kind of a dog? He's a dachshund. So he's a mini dachshund and uh, he is a pretty chill dog. However, there's a lot of times where he gets... Uh, quite hyper and uh, very intense in his barking moods. Um, he also can find himself in uh, the shakes, yeah, you know, yeah, where yeah. all of a sudden you look over and he's just shaking and you're thinking, what, what happened to get them, get him there? So have you always had a dog? Have you always had a pet? I've always grown up with dogs. Yeah. yeah I've grown around up with big dogs, little dogs, uh, macaws, uh, I mean, if we're if we're getting into pets, I had a tortoise. Uh, his name was Rodney. He was the same age as my little brother, so he's like forty something now. You don't um, need, need to calm turtles down anymore than they already are. <laughs> Say what? You don't need to calm calm turtles down anymore. Yeah, this is he's a tortoise, but oh, oh, Rodney would uh, he tell you when he wanted to eat? He he was very smart. Uh, but yeah, you don't have to calm him down too much. Um, can't tell when he's doing too much, but he did. Yeah. They have this head shaking thing. It's interesting. So we're, anyway. we're, we've been, we've entered into the pet game a little later on in our lives. Um, uh, I wanted a dog that would be good outdoors, that would be fun to run with. And that would be part of kind of our family and, and kind of enjoy that as a grandma and as a grandpa. And so that's why we got a dog a little later on in life. Right. But we've noticed something that the dog has definitely moods and certain things can cause, uh, cause Huck to get a little anxious, uh, can feel a little, um, to where he's, he doesn't really know what to do or where he's going. And so how does CBD play into that? And that's what we're going to be talking about. Right. And that's why we need our guests who are back. We've got Blake Smith and Jeff Dunn here to talk a little bit about how to help our our other family members cope in certain situations. You guys just heard Richard's well, question. Yeah. Any thoughts? So I, I, you know, as again, as pet owners, I think we know, we, we, we know that our dogs and our, uh, and our other pets can, can sense uh, what's going on with our lives. And uh, just given the pandemic and a number of other things, uh, you know, we, we've heard that uh, it, it, it's not, it's been a little rough on, on pets just like humans as well. And we there's there's enough data to suggest that CBD works uh, for anxiety and some of these other conditions in uh, in in pets just like it does in humans. And I think I would actually love to hear from Blake a little bit about some of the the physiology between say a dog and humans and why CBD would work. But they can they can benefit just as much probably from CBD as humans can. So. In terms of physiology, so I'm going to even make it a little bit broader. It it looks like, based on data that we've seen so far, is that anything in the mammal, you know, family, mammalia, um, is affected with the endocannabinoid receptor system, which means CBD 
uh, theoretically will work for your cats. It will work for your dogs. It will work for anything. Dolphin. Your mini pigs, your oh. dolphin. <laughs> nice your one, mini Jeff. pig. <laughs> you know, um, and, and so what, what we have seen is that um, your animals have very similar systems in terms of their central nervous system as humans do. And so CBD can affect that. In, in a very positive way for your animals. Now, how they metabolize and do some of those things is a little bit different. Um, some of the spe- uh, specifics around um, endocannabinoid metabolism is slightly different for animals. But overall, based on what we have seen so far in terms of evidence, is that uh, it's highly efficacious and has uh, little to no toxicity uh, for animals as well, which means you don't have to worry about their livers. You don't have to worry about renal failure. You don't have to worry about that. If you gave your animal too much CBD, they would probably have a dumb grin on their face and just be very lethargic, which sort of yeah. is the dog's life anyway, right? So I grew up, I mean, you've talked about your dogs. I grew up, uh, my family always had German Shepherds. They were amazing dogs, loved them, but they have, some of, some of the breeds are genetically predisposed to hip dysplasia. Yeah. And, you know, as some of our dogs got older, it just, it was, it just, you felt so bad kind of watching them trying to move around and walk. And I wish we had CBD Oh because that would have been so much better for them and would have, it would have just helped their quality of life uh, at the end of their life that bad. I like to talk about like actual quantitative data and so forth, but I'm going to delve into the the realm of anecdotal data for the moment because I have so many friends who, uh, whose dogs are towards the end of their life and they were worried about having to put them down. They couldn't walk anymore. They wouldn't go around the block. They didn't really want to eat. And in almost every one of those cases, I have offered a formulation of CBD for them and their animal and they're doing walking again and their, their animals just seem so much happier and they don't cry out in pain when they get picked up and they are having a quality of life that, they don't think that uh, that my friends don't believe they would have had and they would have had to put them down. And so getting another year of happy life, not only for you, but also your animal, that's amazing and, and super fun. I have a dog and her name is Coco and she's a Bernadoodle and she's still pretty young. Um, but I love her. My kids love her and she's just the greatest thing. And yeah, she gets a little nervous around firecrackers. Fourth of July, all that booms and explosions and everything else stresses her out, especially because she believes her role is to bark at anything that's out of the ordinary. That's what she thinks her job is in our house. It's a dog's life, Blake. And so um, every single firecracker explodes and she starts barking and it stresses her out. CBD fixes that. It mellows her down. She like, now we give her CBD right around the fourth and she sort of lifts her head when she hears the firecrackers. And she's still herself, her tail wags. She still comes and hangs out with us, but she is no longer freaking out nonstop right. around the fire. You know, it's interesting. I have some friends, they won't leave their house on the 4th of July because they're so afraid. They're nervous for the nervousness of the dog. Mm, yeah. And, uh, and I think some of that nervousness inspires the nervousness of the dog uh, because they read the dog reads you. But um, this it's pretty revolutionary and they would be able to go out. Also, you know, think about taking your dog to the vet. I mean, my dog rides in the car every day, so he loves the car. That's his, that's his jam. But 
some dogs know when they get in the car, they're going to the vet, and that is not necessarily their happy place. So, I mean, having a little having a little CBD seems to make yeah. a big and we're difference. Not, and we're not talking about uh, doping them up and just no, you know, getting to like Blake said, we're, you know, we're not affecting their personality or or we're just improving their functionality, kind of taking that edge off. Similar to how, how we've talked about it in humans. You know, it's uh, it's it's safe and it it does you know make you loopy. You don't get high on it, but it just it helps with that just baseline anxiety level. So we've talked about the idea of it helps with anxiety. It also helps with pain. Um, so how is it administered? How is it? How is a dog or a I guess a a cat or anything else? How how would they take CBD? Well, for dogs and cats, you can give it to them in a treat form. Um, but really, in the case of at least my dog, you could literally put the tincture in her mouth and she would just drink the tincture up. She, you could put it on her dog food and she would eat it that way. You could give her a treat. She's pretty uh, easy. You could do almost any form and she would take it. Um, there are other animals that are more finicky. I recommend treats for them because I think that's the easiest Wrapped way to administer. And yeah, cheese. that's the easiest way to administer. Um, one thing I'll say, throwing out there for other types of animals, um, like lizards, turtles, fish, uh, mm-hmm. parrots, um, I don't know a lot. There's not any real data out there to suggest what the safety profile or the metabolism is for those animals. So I don't have any recommendations or any real thoughts around that. Um, but if somebody knows data, leave a comment and let me know so I can start doing some research on that because I'd be really, really interested. But as of right now, I don't think you're supposed to administer to fish. Right. We're not recommending that you go out and administer to your fish either, <laughs> folks. Just saying. So but I think it's also important, though, to point out that uh, dosing is an issue. We talk about that a lot in humans. And yeah. so a little dog versus a German shepherd like our dogs, it it's uh, the, the dose is important to understand, just like a, a big human versus a small human. Right. And that's where I think, Blake, I think the route of, a, of administration and how you do it is, is probably going to be different, right? Because the treats yeah. by themselves, I think, maybe are more of a maybe a behavioral influencer where, you know, bigger dogs, it's probably more cost effective to use the tinctures because you have to get, again, certain levels blood levels uh, for it to be effective. That's extremely important point. And and I'm in complete agreement with you. You know, a dog that's below 20 pounds, typically speaking, five milligrams may be sufficient to uh, get the calming effect um, or the anti-pain effect you're looking for. And you can do that through treats. And you can do that through treats. Uh, My dog is 75 pounds. And so you would have to feed it 10 treats at a time and that could get very costly. Whereas the tincture for my dog is, you know, half a mil uh, milliliter from a dropper and she takes that right up and it's good. And you're just putting that in the food? Um, actually, my dog will take it right under the tongue. Nice. That's crazy. So, Danelle, far- Farmer and Chemist, uh, tell us a little bit about the, the products uh, within Farmer and Chemist. Uh, well, we have a really great uh, dog treat and it's called Rough Days and that's uh, what we kind of wrapped it all up into that one statement, rough days. Um, and they're great little treats. Um, and my dog likes them. Ace likes them a lot. And um, they're just small and beefy and, and tasty. And you can get them in a 50-pack or you can get them in a 100-pack. 
So we're going into a season here. It's in July, so there are going to be a lot of fireworks. Uh, people are going to be traveling. People are going to be in there with their dogs, taking, going on trips and things like that. Uh, there's a, there's, there's, as we talked about, there's pain, there's anxiety, all those things. Plus people are cooped up with their dogs right now. Yes. These dogs are having anxiety for having people around that they haven't had around. They do sense it. And so it's nice to know that we're having this conversation. Uh, CBD is a great way to, uh, help kind of control some of those things with our pets. So I think just to wrap up, I, I think it's important though, maybe we could leave the listeners with, you know, just again, a full understanding that it's, you can put this in their dog food. It's easy to do and they're, it, it's going to work, right? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely correct. And yeah, it, your dog will eat it on their dog food. No problem. In fact, yeah, I, my experience has been at least with dogs, it's much harder with cats. Cats tend to do better with treats, but um, dogs pretty much, you can put it on anything, a little piece of cheese. And, and they'll take it. Now, before we leave, I, I remember once, Blake, you said uh, it won't work uh, for what type of animal? Um, so that was based on, on, you know, what we know from data. As far as I know, it doesn't work with birds. Oh, birds. Yeah. So I, I was thinking that like a reptile. Yeah, we don't have any data on reptiles either. I have no idea. But also, if you look at the evolutionary history, birds and reptiles are very close. I don't know that I Dinosaur, would. Yeah, I don't know that I would give it to my iguana. <laughs> he doesn't want it. Maybe Your iguana, iguana. Um, my so. turtle, my turtle doesn't need to be calmed anymore. No. She's she's pretty good. Rodney, name, my tortoise might have. Yeah, my turtle's name is Miss Petunia. By the way, you have a turtle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Snappy. And she, and box. She, it's a box turtle, and yeah. she also tells us when she's hungry. She goes and climbs in her food dish. And she will only poop in her water dish because she wants us to change it. Smart turtle. She's a smart turtle, Miss Petunia. That's right. Listeners of You, Me, and CBD at Farmer and Chemist, we love our pets. Yep, we love all animals. Thank you for listening to You, Me, and CBD. Please refer a friend or write a short review. And if you're in the Salt Lake area, we would welcome you to come by our Farmer and Chemist store. Or you can always go to farmerandchemist.com.